Thanks for joining us as we continue bringing you the very latest information on what is happening with COVID-19 right here in BC, in Canada and around the world as well. And as you likely know, Italy has been under lockdown for several days. But even with that extreme measure taken, there have still been more cases of the coronavirus reported. And even in the last 24 hours, there have been thousands more cases and about 100 more just in an overnight period, just in a one-day period. So what exactly is happening on the ground in Italy, and what does it look like in that country? Well, we are joined now by Matteo Ferrarese, a reporter in Rome, a reporter for the Il Foglio newspaper. Uh, it's about 10.30 at night right now in Rome. Matteo, thank you so much for taking some time with us. Thank you for having me. What is it like in Italy, in Rome right now, uh, given that the lockdown has been, ta- has been on for now several days? Uh, the situation is extremely complicated, I would say. Lockdown is in full force. Uh, there's no much people around, uh, but we're not seeing the result of it yet, unfortunately. As you just mentioned, the numbers are really not not great. And today was the single day with the most casualties, the most victims uh, from the start of the outbreak. Experts suggest that uh, it will need to, to, to have like five or six or maybe seven days more of increasing numbers to see the flattening the curve that, that this measure uh, should, should, uh, should, should pursue. Uh, so, so we're hopeful, but the mood, the mood uh, is, not, is not great in the sense that it's not, it's not, it's not clear that this lockdown is working yet. Uh, the death toll in Italy now, uh, Italy alone in that country, is more than 1,800 people. Uh, another 368 people, I believe, died just in the past 24 hours. The number of cases is about 25,000. Now, we should mention there are many, many people who have recovered from the virus and will recover from the virus. But still, those numbers, given that the country is under lockdown, have to be concerning. Yeah, they they are concerning. That reflects, unfortunately, the fact that those measures were taken with like few weeks of delay. And timing is essential. And we, Italy was not probably because it was sort of the first country in the West uh, being faced with an outbreak. Uh, we didn't think we didn't take it seriously enough when it was the time to act. It looked disproportionate and excessive to do like severe restrictions when you didn't have many cases around or or many victims. It was the case, though. That was two to three weeks ago. That's why I think it's extremely important that other countries uh, learn the lessons that we uh, learned the hard way, which is that you need to act in advance, when you think you're acting uh, like in the right time, you're probably late. Which is very concerning for other countries. And we've been talking about the lack of screening at airports in Canada. People are being advised to self-isolate, but there's nothing forcing people to do that. Uh, what do you think would be the top things that countries could learn then from perhaps or learn from how Italy responded to the virus? I think the first lesson is that the top priority is not having the healthcare system being overwhelmed by the number of patients. In other, in other words, uh, this virus cannot be eradicated or eliminated. The only thing we can do is slowing it down in order not to get 
too many people heal at the same time, uh, which allows hospitals to take care of, of people, especially in the ICU. We, in Italy, we have many people recovering, but absolutely needing mechanical ventilation in ICU to get through the most acute phase of the, uh, of the, of the, um, of the illness. Uh, then you can recover, but it's crucial that those bats are, and those capabilities in the healthcare system are there when people need it. So the, the, the lesson here from my experience and Italy's experience is that people need to stay home now as soon as possible. And social distancing is not just one like nice thing to do in order to prevent something. It is absolutely essential. And, and trust me, we learn it really we're learning this really the hard way uh, you mentioned the mechanical ventilators there has been reports about a shortage of those or or the need obviously for more of those uh, do you get the sense or are you hearing as far as hospitals and clinics must now uh, be triaging patients and and having to to really pick who gets the treatment first and i would imagine who gets uh, the mechanical vent- ventilator or who gets kind of first in that line Sadly, in Italy, especially in the north, where the outbreak is more widespread and concentrated, uh, doctors are facing this already every day, and they are triaging people. Honestly, it's like it's like in wartime, and they 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 are making those kind of wrenching decisions, and and it doesn't have to 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 come to that. And and in my view, so if if. Probably one one thing was exactly what you mentioned, like the the need for more ventilators, more uh, machine and 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 everything that is needed in ICQ situation setting. It's absolutely priority. I, in my view, at this point, is priority over even over testing, which is great and absolutely crucial. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of talking about testing, which become, became like this big political talking point also, it, it's absolutely important. But when the, the, the outbreak started already, uh, it's too late for a, a strategy based on testing. At that point, you get to take care of the capabilities of the healthcare system and try to reinforce that. Well, and that's certainly been one of the messages that we are being told in Canada as well, is that if, if, if you're not worried about the virus, thinking that, oh, well, I'm young and healthy, and even if I get it, I'll be fine. Uh, it's a rather selfish way of thinking about it, because if you become somebody that then needs medical attention, you're taking that attention away from somebody who might be critically injured. And I'm thinking we can learn that from Italy's, uh, what Italy is going through in this as well, because from what I understand, uh, patients, I mean, the, the healthcare system, it's a public healthcare system, and it's being stretched far beyond its capacity. Absolutely, that that's that's totally correct, and, and that's the most the most concerning thing. And and we another thing that that you exactly mentioned there's another aspect of that. We now know, especially through the study of Italy's case, uh, that a lot of people, a lot of patients that that got the virus but are completely asymptomatic are highly contagious, which means that you can really carry it around uh, a lot uh, without even being aware of even being mildly sick, just completely asymptomatic yet fully contagious, mm-hmm. uh, which is what makes 
I think testing a little bit weak in the sense that either you have the capabilities of testing like half of the population of a country, which nobody can realistically think about, or it's super hard to detect. That's why social distancing and staying in and staying home is absolutely the only way to go, although it's it requires a big sacrifice and, and an absolutely unselfish attitude. And that's something I think where there's been conflicting information and there's been some confusion is that people have been told uh, in the past that somebody is only contagious if they're showing symptoms. It's only uh, required to test somebody if they have traveled somewhere, if they have a likelihood of getting the virus and they're showing symptoms. But now we are hearing those reports, like you just said, that you can be having no symptoms whatsoever, but still be very contagious. Uh, So with Italy, though, being under a lockdown, if people are are self-isolating, is it that people aren't following the rules or how is it still spreading while these extreme measures are in place? Uh, If we want to look at those data that we are getting now on the bright side, it's probably those very, very dire numbers that we just mentioned about victims and, and people infected are probably people that got the virus like a couple of weeks ago or even more. Uh, so we probably were seeing still cases that originated in a moment in which the lock, the full lockdown was, wasn't put in place yet. So the hope is that as we go on, that that will change. So we don't know for sure. Right now, we got to wait and see because, of course, the, the lockdown, as any other restrictive measures, takes time to show just because there is, uh, you know, the time of incubation and the time the to, to develop the symptoms, we're not there yet. So Italy is not at the moment yet to see if, to, to check if those measures taken are effective or not. We're praying about it, but we don't have any, any proof now that this is working. Exactly. And that's why I think we're hearing from health officials in Italy that it's still not known if they're reaching the peak, if Italy might see the numbers coming down, or it still could get worse before we start seeing those numbers come down. Yeah, the latest official, like from the equivalent of the American NIH, in Italy, is that exactly what you said, that we don't know about we can't uh, foresee whenever the peak is going to come, uh, which is uh, kind of scary because we were hoping to know a little bit more about that that curve, uh, but but we we don't now. Then and the truth is that we it, it will be absolutely absurd uh, to 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 spread other information because I think also people in the government and health official are rightly concerned that at the moment in which the strategy proves effective which I hope, really hope will be, uh, people get complacent immediately and, or, or you have a false sense of security that like, okay, the, the curve is flattening so we can like move ahead, which is not, the, not what is going to happen by any uh, model of, from epidemiologists. Right. And uh, just to, to talk a little bit more about what it looks like, because when we first heard of the lockdown. There were still grocery stores open. There were some restaurants and cafes if people were a certain distance apart that were open. Are places still open for people to go or is it completely locked down now? Every shop is closed except for food store, pharmacies and newsstands because the government believes that information is a primary need, which I personally approve. 
uh, factories are open though, so the production side of it, it's open although under condition of security and minimized as much as possible, but all services to the public are closed, mean, closed meaning bars, restaurants, and, and, and you name it, and, and clothing stores, everything, supermarkets except for food supermarkets are, are absolutely closed, which is, I think, uh, the stricter measure that we can reach uh, without calling for a full lockdown, which means halting the, fully halt the production uh, and and basically having the army enforcing it in the street because that's what, what it comes about. So we are, I think, one step away from what could be considered the most extreme uh, measure ever taken by any democracy in peacetime. And are you getting any sense that that is going to happen? Um, the, 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 some, there's some rumors about it and, and, and some... Uh, some political parties, especially in the right or in what you may call the populist or populist right, uh, that call for that, claiming that uh, people are not respecting uh, or are not serious enough respecting the measures that are in place now. Uh, because right now, if you can go around, uh, but if you're stopped by the police, you have to show like a certificate that tells, that proves that you have a, a, an adequate reason to move around and working could be one of these. So people, I mean, if you want, you can work around the rules. And so some people claims that there are so many people around working around the rules that that is now making this whole collective action effective, uh, which of course, we don't have proof of that. We, we really don't have proof. It's impossible to prove whether Italians right now are doing enough in order to get the result. Uh, so this is, but, but the conversation is there. It's not, I don't think it's off the table. It's, it's definitely a conversation that in the government the people are having about going even, even further than now. All right. Well, we will leave it there. I know it's uh, late uh, at night uh, where you are, so I really appreciate uh, you joining us. Uh, Matea, thank you again so much. Uh, perhaps we'll talk to you again, but thank you so much for bringing us up to date. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.